Hello, everybody, and welcome to the game room. Your weekly, yeah, your weekly, well, I didn't know how many, how often <laughs> we're posting your weekly video game podcast. Although last week we didn't have a video game podcast. That was, uh, if you haven't heard that already, that's uh, ranking the Star Wars movies with guest Jordan Connolly. We were had him on. Also, of course, me, Michael McLeod, and rejoining us today, no longer in droid form, is Dwight Robinson. How's it going? Uh, doing pretty good. Still wearing a Star Wars shirt, though, I see. I just throw this on when I'm around the house. I hate this nah, shirt. That's, that's your, that's your yes. podcast shirt. Got you. And Jonathan Duffer. What's up? You recently finished, uh, yeah, we, we were talking, you recently finished your Optimus Prime build on Twitch. I was there for I a did. good chunk of it, though, although I think I left around the time you were building the head part. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that, that sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Lego Optimus Prime. It looks sweet. Um, I, in, yeah, I did finish it. I haven't like posted a picture or anything yet. I might. I it might was bigger than I Instagram, thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's actually he's massive. Uh, um, Dwight's I, mind just I, goes where it he always wants goes. To. There, it, it always does. You know this. <laughs> it, restraining himself from saying that's what she said <laughs> in every given situation. Just a, just as as a as a quick. Quick reminder: uh, Me and my wife do that all the time. We—that's what she said. To that's what everything. she said. <laughs> yeah, man. Try working. Try working on. Uh, well, I'm not gonna say exactly where, but try working on a uh, like a team of people that build things. Mm. Like I'm sure you probably both have, but like, oh, it won't fit, or yeah. oh, just jam yeah. it in. <laughs> you know, this is too small. It's just on for days. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good times. Yeah. Good times. But yeah, it's a, it's a sweet build. So I mean, it's it's not for the faint of heart, but um, I mean, if you why? if you want something that's that's um, would you say why is it why is it not for how many the faint pieces of heart? is it? Is he like doing a violent it's uh, like action or pose or something? It's like I, I don't have, no, it's, it's like it's like um, I don't remember. It's a lot of pieces. But um, but uh, it, so it's, it's just, not for the faint of heart because of the number of pieces. Because of the number of pieces, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a very, it's a very, uh, it's very tedious um, in in a lot of spots. There were places, there were part, parts, yeah, there were points that I missed pieces, um, and I had to like backpedal because I missed like this one thing because I wasn't mm-hmm. looking at the instructions like close enough or whatever. Um, Shame on you. So it's not Shame like it's not shit. like you know your your regular one hundred piece you know Lego set or anything. It's, it's substantial. There's a, lot, there's a lot of stuff going on, and there are decals. Yeah, it's but decals on it, which is annoying. Oh no, not the um, decals. The decals that never stay on there after a couple of years. They like to like. Yeah. Up. You know, you know what's funny about that though? I, I've noticed that because I had a Lego soccer set, and um, it had a bunch of decals on it, and that's exactly what they started doing. They started peeling up after a couple of years. Yeah, I'm sure there's like. But a I've had lots of. It. <laughs> yeah, you can put Probably, like podge yeah. on them. And that'll that'll hold up real well, but um, I uh, I've had Lego like older Lego sets with decals, and they are still like the decals are still stuck on, and they, so I mean they've hmm. there's something that they've cheaped out on. I it hmm. has to have been. I, I would think that uh, would be the glue I, for, I the, yeah, for the stickers. I yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I imagine. Paper, I mean, it could be know. that. It could, maybe maybe the surface of the Lego is different. Maybe it's more porous mm. or something like a microscopic level. I but. They've definitely cheaped out on something because the old stickers never came off, and these That's new ones, true. yeah. 
I think some of my Star Wars sets of stickers have come off, but now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I have a, I have a um, Speed Racer, like a Mach 5, and the stickers are straight mm. on that. Like, they're, they're never coming off. So. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. If it was just Optimus Prime in robot form, I would I probably wouldn't have bought it. But because it actually transformed, I was like, I got to see how they did this. And they did, a really, they did a really great job. That's really my only sticking point, is that the waist is flimsy. Other than that, it's a great, it's a great set. He needs more meat on his Are you going to get the... Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna get the eight hundred dollar uh, transforming automatic transforming Optimus Prime figure? No, there's no fun in that. The fun part of Transformers <laughs> is transforming them yourself. I, I've That's seen true. those like auto. We're trying to figure out how to transform them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you you get instructions with it and all, but that's that's the fun part of having them. It's like if you trans if it transforms itself, it takes all the it takes all the fun out of. It. This is a video <laughs> game podcast, so we're gonna swing back around to that. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start off with what I've been playing this week, and we'll just go round robin like we normally do. Mm. I got three things on here, mainly because one is kind of I'm just gonna uh, glance over it, and that's The Last of Us Part One, the remake. Mm. I'm using the bunny. The cor- it is a remake for PS5. I rented that through GameFly, mm. and just for the listener, the the listener that wants to know, is this the version to get? Yes, if you have only, or, or let me rephrase it, if you've never played it, sure, go ahead and get this one. Mm. If you've already played it, I don't get why this needed to be remade. Because this was like, either. <laughs> the, nothing's wrong with the 2013 one. It looks great, and the PS4 version looks even better. Yeah. And they've already. It's, they've, they've already. Yeah. See, they want. What's a What's a movie from 2013? Okay, just think of. Okay, well, I'm gonna look up real quick. Avengers. What's a movie from? Well, is that from 2013? But okay, 12. what if What if they said we're gonna remake Avengers? Yeah. yeah. Well, it doesn't make any hold sense, on, right? Hold on. They did that twice. Spider Spider Man when Amazing Spider Man came out. Spider Man, yeah. And the Hulk. No, no, no. Okay. Because the Angly Hulk Let's... and Incredible Hulk was not that far away either. <laughs> no, no, no. Those are at least different movies. This this Last of Us remake is the same exact thing. Yeah, yeah. Same exact yeah. actors and everything. So what if they said, hey, we're going to remake Avengers with the same actors and the same plot? Like, wouldn't that seem silly, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I there's yeah. nothing wrong with the other version I get that they were trying well, to they're trying yeah. to keep it in line with <laughs> with part two, but honestly, there was there's really no reason for it. it it's not far enough there was away. No reason. They already did a remaster. I, <laughs> the remaster is fine. That's what I, I actually played this, and I have the remaster. I popped the remaster. Mm. And I'm like, wow, this still looks incredible. I mean, it doesn't look as good, but it still looks great. They did do a lot so of work. I don't, I don't, did, yeah. And it's funny because I, I saw the uh, the digital foundry on it. They did a lot of work. And they did a lot. It's just Nothing, like it just seems like a complete waste why? of resources. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, absolutely. All that exactly. intricate work. Whoever, <laughs> I don't know if it was Neil Druckmann or whatever the guy's name is mm. per se, but whoever the pitch man was for that to get funding, they are a yeah. smooth talker. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Stan from Monkey Island. You know, literally you know, all you do. But yeah, good. Uh, I was just going to say, it's interesting because not an act. To keep in mind, I have not played Last of Us. I really want to, but Last um, of Us One is. I have great. not played it. Um, but someone mentioned someone mentioned this, and it was a really interesting take. They said that the last the remake actually does the game a disservice because it makes Joel look older 
than he did yeah. in the original game. Yeah, they did. And it and it actually and they, they according to them, it kind of takes away from the fact that he's supposed to be like more naive at the beginning of the game, and that he just like gets more old, like older and grizzled by the end of the second one. So I, I uh, now again, I have not played it, but I thought that was a really yeah. I'm not going to spoil takeaway. anything for you uh, on that end, but yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't really notice that, but I'm not like a super fan. I would, right? I would so say, I just yeah. enjoy the first game a lot. The second game, man. But ignore the second. It's the Matrix. Just, just the first one's fine. Leave it alone. At that, I saw, I saw, <laughs> I saw the exact same thing. Digital Foundry. They did mention also that they make them visibly look older. I think part of the problem with that is because they were making it too in line with part two because they pretty much you know made him look almost exactly like how he does in, in part two or whatever which there's like there's like a span of years between those two games like narratively so that was kind of a weird decision i'm not a super fan i just wanted to say hey if you've not played last of us not a bad version in fact uh jonathan i know this will be coming to pc eventually yeah probably Maybe that would be a good I mean, I'm sure it will. They, That'll be a good entry point. But if you've already played it, this and you're like, ah, oh, seventy dollars, I don't know, because it's a seventy dollar release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, don't bother. Yeah. No Honestly, what they should have just done was just take the PS4 release, slap on a um, an update to make it go up to yeah, 120 a four, a, and 4K a 120, 4K 60, and then uh, yeah, yeah, call it a day. They they didn't have to do anything else. <laughs> so oh, on PS5, yeah. they could have easily doubled um, that. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But no remake. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump into one other one real quick. I just wanted to do, get that one out of the way real fast because I, I do have three on here. These other two I have actually been kind of... I've been playing Steel Rising this week, but I'm going to let you get into mm-hmm. that more, uh, Dwight. But yeah. I had picked up Dusk Diver 2 mm. on PS5, and I was like, oh, yeah, I never got around to playing the first mm. one. It's just like one of those games where the art style grabs me, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be into it. <laughs> so I've just been buying them. That's like literally... That, that was literally my thing. So, man, that looks great. And like... I think I downloaded it because it was like free on PlayStation or something like that. And I haven't, I still haven't played it yet. So I've been playing it. I'm like on chapter five. I'm actually decently into mm. it. It's a very basic, basic, basic beat em up at the beginning, mm-hmm. but it does like evolve. Mm-hmm. So like I was almost turned off. I was like, wow, this is so simple, mm-hmm. but it, it does, it does get better. Mm-hmm. It's set up in the, um, I don't, I don't know like the genre exactly, but it's like somewhere in, I don't remember the name of the town. Metropolitan Japanese area. Mm. Um, and there's like an alternate Yu-Gi-Oh. world. Yeah. Just, yeah. There's an alternate world where there's like these beasts that are trying to break through the rift or whatever. Dude, oh, tons of games. I was, was going to yeah. say, what game doesn't do that? Anime <laughs> does this. Yeah. Freaking Akiba's Trip. Yeah. Uh, you have what? Persona. Mm. Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Yep. There's plenty of games that do this. But this is like a, a fighter. And you have these like helpers that'll come along and they'll grant you special powers like a bat character and a lion character i don't know <laughs> it's very basic but i like it might give that a try if i I, ca- I caught it on sale uh i think digital a while back and i don't remember how much i paid for it but i think it was less than ten dollars hmm. and i'm you know for that much money I'm, I'm absolutely enjoying it so i could definitely recommend dust diver if you enjoy beat-em-ups yeah but i'm gonna kick it over to somebody else at this point oh okay um, so the main thing I've been playing this week is, uh, yeah, uh, the main, main thing I've been playing recently is Return of the Monkey Island because that came out. Um, so I've been streaming that <laughs> it on, yeah, yeah. So I've been streaming that. Um, it is amazing. 
Like, uh, it, this is everything that I wanted to have in a Monkey Island game. Yes, give, it you, has give us same... your spoiler-free review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got it's got the same... It's got, like, the style of, of humor, the wit, the puzzles. I mean, it, it's... If you've played the, like, the original two Monkey Island games, this will... You'll feel right at home. Um, I, I was one of those people who, like, when I saw first saw the graph, the art style, I was like, huh, not sure if I'm into it or not, but I was also one of the people who was like, I'm going to wait and see, and not, like, you know, because what I care most about not be is, a jerk like, about the story it, yeah. and the puzzles <laughs> and the characters <clears throat> and, like, the general feel of the game, the humor and all that. The art, art for me, is was secondary. Um, but now that I've actually seen it, like, in motion and played with it and everything, no problem with it. I think it looks great. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to. You know what the art reminds the me only... of? South Park. Did you, did... Well, no, I was gonna say uh, Rayman okay. Origins and Rayman Legends. That Ubi art. I don't know if you ever played those, but that's like don't... when I because I played it a little bit too. Mm. I actually got it on Switch and I tried it out. Um, I gotta say, controls work way better on console than they did for the 360 version. So, if that's a concern, that's it's way better. Um. The only thing. Uh. The only thing I. The only thing I would say about it is there are a couple of puzzles in there that I remember because they're they're almost carbon copied from some of the other games. Mm. Not like like exactly, but they do reuse a couple of like set pieces. And I, I don't want to like mm. say too much and give anything away, but there's there's just a couple no. of things that I'm like, oh yeah, we kind of did that already in one of the other games. So do you, but do you think that's like laziness or if it's like a nostalgia play? It has to be a nostalgia I would, play. <laughs> I would assume it was a, it's a nostalgia play, or like, or 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 at the very, I I I, I highly highly doubt it's not 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 from, not at this point, because okay. I mean this guy came out of complete retirement to make this game. I don't think he's gonna he's he's not gonna like half. Uh, I got gotcha. uh, you. know, halfway do it halfway. He's gonna because. He, one of the things that he said when he was writing blogs about it and stuff, he was like, I wasn't going to make another Monkey Island game unless I could make the game that I wanted to make. So, like, this is a total, this is a definitely, like, a part project. So he's not going to be lazy about it. Um, I got you. Okay. So, well, yeah, and, and I, I, some I of those, too. I, you played it recently, nostalgia. right? So, I mean, yes, yes. maybe that's why it's just fresh in your mind. It's fresh in my mind, right. And, and it could be, too. Yeah. Uh, it may also be, like, a little, maybe, like, throwing a little bone to help along with some help with some of the puzzles like okay remember you, you know you kind of done this already maybe you remember and this kind of helps you a little bit um gotcha. so i mean I, yeah it's not it's not a huge deal at all it's not a deal breaker or anything like that uh, i just thought it was it was interesting to mention but yeah this is still i mean it i don't i don't usually like do like game of the year lists or whatever but i mean this would easily be like one of my games in here. You will on I mean, this podcast, just... so you might as well go ahead and get it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just that good. I don't play a lot of. Go ahead um, and stick it on the short of, list. Like, games, but yeah, I mean that's it's yeah, it is an amazing game. I'm incredibly happy that we have it. High praise coming from Jonathan Duffer for Monkey Island. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Dwight, I'm just gonna. The steam is coming out of uh, Dwight's ears at this oh. point. He's. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I'll go ahead and the. <laughs> Only game really that I spent a lot of time with. I have two others on here, but that I didn't spend as much time on them. Um, it's probably Steel Rising. I'd have to say definitely Steel Rising. I from the time that I first saw trailers for it, I was already locked in just because of the general art style of the game and everything. I think it looks great. 
I think the other, the only other um, other game they made was uh, Greedfall. Yes, Greedfall. That's right. That's right. So I thought Greedfall mm-hmm. was 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 pretty good. It just had that little sprinkling of jank on it that just made me kind of like mm. pull back and just like. <laughs> eh. I like I like a little sprinkle of jank on my game. So you know, just like the the <laughs> amount, the amount kind of like, eh. and I, I didn't really get into it. Even though I did think it looked pretty good, I, I liked how the combat was and everything, but. Just there's a little too much jank for my liking. This one I feel like is a much more well put together game. Um, the scope is more limited. I love it because it's basically a Soulsborne game that ignores all the new shit that's happened in Soulsborne games since like Bloodborne or whatever. So the really the only Soulsborne type game that I've really loved, well two of them actually, is Demon Souls, which is technically the first one, and then Neo. I love Demon Souls just for our, like the general you know gameplay loop and everything. It is so close to ne- uh, to Demon Souls, like it's it has set levels areas and, you know there's shortcuts and stuff to get around. But this is pretty much the level, and then when you're done with the level, you get the fuck out and you go to like your hub or whatever. <laughs> which in Steel Rising technically there isn't really a hub, but you know you move around to different areas. The carriage with the map. Yeah, the, yeah. Your, so your map is yeah, and then um, that and the moment to moment gameplay is a lot more like Demon Souls, but it has like a little bit of Neo in there too, um, because you can if you run out of if you do too much stuff basically. I mean she's an automaton, right? And this is during the French Revolution. If you run out of stamina, she overheats, and then you can cool her down or whatever and which is you know with the y button and when you time that is you know how much stamina it gives you back and if you mistime it then it like locks her up and then you can't like do anything else or whatever or do any kind of moves that take up stamina or whatever so it has that overheating mechanic but if you use it too often the coolant will freeze her solid and then you have to like break her out of that before she moves which can definitely kill you in like the later levels so like balancing that is is pretty cool i say it's a lot like neo's um i forgot what it was called but it was like the key the key where you had to tap r2 yeah yeah and you could you absorb back the key that you've expended or you know uh, expended or whatever Mm -hmm. and it will give you your stamina back so it's a lot like that so i mean i love it and the i think the best thing about it is just that there are certain games that play a certain way like dark souls games a big thing about that is doing backstabs and then, like, using your shield, right? In Sekiro, you don't have a shield. You can't block. You have to counter stuff. So you have, like, a little counter stance and whatever. And in Bloodborne, you can use, like, a projectile, a short-range projectile attack to ignore or to, uh, to like, tank damage and stuff like that. Or something's, yeah. like, attacking. You can interrupt it, you know, with that or whatever and, and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So basically it adds all of that. So there's a secondary weapon, there's a secondary attack for like each weapon. And that can either be a straight shield, a counter, a short range projectile attack, you know, or, and there's a, like, you can throw knives. There's a couple different things, but basically, and the different combinations of weapons, there's pretty much a different type of secondary for each weapon type or whatever. And by the end of the game, pretty much every combination you think of is, is in there. So Oh, nice. So, I mean, yeah, it's got, a, it's got a lot of... I mean, I was locked into the combat, loved it. Every time I was on for any reason, you were already on playing that. So yeah. that, to me, said it, it was pretty good. And the fact that it had, like, distinct levels was just, like... To me, it was great. What you were saying about the overheating yeah. and, like, different... Ob- you know, 
those are optional too. Yeah, those, yeah. This game is very oh, really? like yeah accepting, and you don't like I don't have that any of that shit turned on. Yeah, like I do have to vent if I run out of um you know uh, stamina or whatever, mm-hmm. but that's rare. I've never frozen or anything like yeah. that. I also have my damage set to where I don't take as much damage because I mean I'm just not good at this game. So you know, but I still want to play it. Mm. And the game is very accessible to anyone that wants to play of any skill level. Mm. If you don't want to use the compass, if you don't want to, you know, die every five feet, right. you know, you can <laughs> you can adjust the game. So yeah. most of the time, I That's get these games cool. on PC for that reason, so I could do mods. Yeah. Uh, but this this one, I I mean, I got it on PC, but I I'm not doing mods. Yeah. There's know. there's so many different because the game options, is just letting you yeah, do it for like the for you know, accessibility, accessibility options, options or whatever. Uh, which I think is great. You know, some people complain about this stuff. It's like, oh, it makes it easy. And it's like, well, I mean. Just turn you it can, off then. Don't yeah, use it. Yeah, you can change it to whatever you yeah. want. And I love it because I don't have to wander around for hours not knowing where the hell I'm supposed to be going and stuff like that. There's <laughs> exactly. a clear, there's a clear, even though, you know, it's not just like a straight Even though corridor. I'm lost, I'm stuck right now. I don't yeah. know where the hell I'm going. But that's a me thing. That's not a. Yeah, it's, it's not just like just a straight corridor. <laughs> you just, they the compass turn it is on. Later. I just don't know what the hell I'm yeah. doing. So. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's it wants yeah. me to. It wants me to get across this moat. I'm just like, how? But anyway, that's beside yeah. the point. Normally, I could care less about the story of Souls One's games because I don't know. Some people love the games where it tells you literally nothing. Your your main character is mute, and then you just get these little scraps of paper that tells you like, you know, you get a scrap of paper yeah. and it's like, oh, this engineer to, like, talked to his mom that day, clues. and then there's a birthday cake, and he never <laughs> gave her the birthday cake, and then you're like, okay. And then you walk around is some more. Is this from a real thing, or you just made that up? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like this is this is the kind of like notes you get in in fucking games that annoy the shit. I know, out of me. but what the whole shit about the birthday cake? Did you just make that up? <laughs> I just made it okay. up. But of course, I mean, but you okay. get stuff like that where it's like it's supposed to give you little pieces of lore of the story, but it's just like this abstract bullshit that you have to like read so everything and like. Have a chart yeah. and chart everything to be able to know the story, which is how it is. You look like that uh, that meme with the with the pens, the guy with the pens. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. but yeah. I mean, that's how it is. Dark Souls games, that's how it is. Elden Ring, that's how it is. You know, when you start, the game literally tells you, "Hey, you're in this place, and like everybody's dead. Go." And, you know, and I'm just like, "What the fuck yeah. is that?" You know, I hate that. Can I have a little context, please? I hate that, and then especially, and you you guys already know how I hate. When, you know, mute protagonists, I hate that. Because I'm not, I'm not a, the whole self-insert thing makes no sense to me. I'm the, it just doesn't. Because I, I, this is not me. This is, I'm watching this story play out for another character. That's not me. I am a robot, but not Yeah, this I'm one. not sitting there with a sword in my left hand and a green tunic on or whatever. That isn't me. <laughs> it looks nothing like me, you know, whatever. So I just, it just doesn't work for me. So in this. Good on you getting Link's uh, <laughs> uh, swinging arm correct. Good job. <laughs> So in so in this game, it's funny because she's an automaton, and then everybody is surprised. And then of course, during the French Revolution, the basic story is that King Louis is just like off his rocker, and he sends all these automatons, which are supposed to be guarding the people, to like you know starts massacring people in in Paris or whatever. The queen, locked up in her you know, uh, fucking mansion or whatever, is just Shadow like, hey, yeah. you gotta find the guy who created the automatons to figure out a way to kill him. And sends the main character off, which is Aegis, the name of the automaton that you're controlling. At the very beginning, she's just like a straight automaton. She can talk, which a lot with none of the other ones can, but she's very robotic. She doesn't say much. She just kind of like responds when somebody asks her something. 
and she doesn't really say anything. Throughout the game, when you meet people and then you start getting involved with shit, her personality is changing. And then at the very end of the game, she's like an emotional mess, you know? And it's not spoiling anything, but it's like, to me, it's just such an interesting game because not a lot of games do that. It's a real Pinocchio story. A lot of games don't really like... <laughs> and then like her, the whole like, the story, you know, there's enough that it gives you through just like normal gameplay and her interacting with people that you don't have to dig through notes and shit but it does you know the notes do give you more information if you want it um which i thought was was great and i was completely enthralled by this like (laughs) semi uh uh, political intrigue and like you know at the same time you're trying to like you know find a way to turn off these automats there's people there's infighting because you know all these politicians are like all right so what are we going to do after king louis gets like thrown off his throne or whatever you know how, who's going to take over the french and, and there's this whole like side story over like you making sure that the right person takes over once king louis gets kicked off his throne or whatever which is just like it's great i love it all the random french shit that's going on and everything <laughs> it's just awesome <laughs> Just, it just no, is no like offense to any really? French people listening. So to not a spoiler, but Marquis de Lafayette is a uh, is a douche, and he should not take over France. Do not let him take over France. Okay. <laughs> but All yes, right. that's the guy who was in the uh, guy who was in the Revolutionary War. Yeah, he was, and he likes to remind people of that, and that's part of the thing. Does he? <laughs> it's, a, it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Every time he does, and they're like, oh, "Come on, man, we don't care that you did all that shit for the American Revolution, and you are like a a, a statesman and, and a soldier and blah blah blah." It's like, look, get that shit out of here. It's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I love this game, but yeah, you can, <laughs> can move on. I couldn't. I really want to play good, this. Good now. job on keeping that one uh, brief. Oh, it's awesome. Um, you got PC, one more you want to throw in there? Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah, I'm playing it on mm. PC, so it's kind of demanding on PC, though. Like, I mean, uh, I can't run it at max anything, and I don't feel like it's. I don't feel like the game is demanding. I feel like it's just not optimized well. That's Maybe not. Because I mean, there uh, there is yeah. still a little bit of jank. Because um, animation for all the auto, uh, automatons and stuff, amazing. I love it. Mm. HDR looks good. Yeah. The animation for the faces of like people is terrible. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. Well, let's. Let's not get a. Get, uh, what you got next? That you said you had a short one in here. Is that mo- that Modern Warfare? Two yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll just I'll just throw these out, I guess. Um, yeah, we'll just go ahead and keep it moving on here. So the Modern <laughs> Warfare Two beta, I played that on PS Five first, and then on Xbox, which I am so glad. I know people are mad about you know Microsoft buying Activision or whatever the hell. No, I think it's great because I mean I am so tired <laughs> of these like these. Uh, timed exclusive windows for a fucking beta i'm so tired of that it's it's the dumbest thing it's a beta like come on man you put these out so that you can gauge for one interest for your game which i mean you don't really have to do that for call of duty but whatever and second to like stress test you know the servers and all that shit like how are you going to do that if you only have like a window of 24 hours for xbox and playstation's been playing the game for two weeks like that's stupid so xbox didn't have um their win- their gameplay window didn't start to like Saturday at one p.m. Eastern, and PlayStation's been playing the fucking game for two weeks, and it's just like why, <laughs> why? What is the reason for that? It's so dumb. So I kept I kept waiting for it to start because I was playing on PlayStation. I really hate playing with shooters on PlayStation. I really do. And the first thing I had to do was turn off the stupid uh, 
whatever triggers haptic haptics. triggers yeah because i'm you know <laughs> and in call of duty you played it before and you already know left triggers to ads you know aim down the sight and then right triggers to shoot so they both triggers are fighting you the whole time i'm trying to pull the left trigger <laughs> and it's like you know it has that stupid thing where it's just like pushing you it's trying to like you know push your finger away or whatever so you're trying to hold it and you then know, it clicks and then when you fire in the, the triggers of jumping the game, around <laughs> why is the left trigger fighting you is it difficult i you know to aim down sights no but it's just like when you that one should I, I can get the right yeah. one because it's supposed to be some resistance on yeah. the trigger but there's no reason there's, the left there's one resistance should be on both it. and then the well, right the, trigger the gun's heavy you got to pick up the gun <laughs> i guess i hate it so much and then the right the right trigger strap some like anvils to the bottom of the playstation <laughs> it's you know and the thing is because they always describe it as like oh there's going to be you know they they design it to have resistance or whatever so you can feel the trigger pull that's what they say when you actually play it it's actively pushing like away from your finger and it makes it hard to press and in a game like call of duty you have to be able to aim down sight within you know less than a second because somebody's flying around a corner you need to shoot them i'm doing this the time it takes for me to pull the triggers is just like fighting me and then like i'm shooting and the the thing is literally jumping out of my hands because the thing is it's way too fucking strong i'm just like Okay, I turn that shit off immediately. It's just dumb. Yeah, I, I like the idea of it, but I nine times the implementation. The only game I've played where it actually made sense was uh, Astro's Toy Box or, or Astro, uh, Astro's Playroom. Yeah, Astro's Playroom yeah. or whatever the fuck. That was the only game that where it was good. It well. Everything else is just terrible. It's always it fights against you. I turn off. It's the first thing I turn off, and I've never done that. Turned off like vibration. I usually usually right. just the triggers. But anyways. Besides, aside from that, how is the game? Um, we're getting there eventually. It's Modern guys. Warfare. All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, Duffer. So, I mean, if you liked, if you liked the the Modern Warfare reboot that came out in 2019, you'll like this one. I mean, it's, it's the same. Gotcha. So, yeah. Good to know. Good Duty's to know. good duty. So. Uh, Duffer, Duffer, you've also been playing Duty's a shooter. Good duty. Yes. Um, so I've been watching, <laughs> I've been watching uh, a Twitch streamer play System Shock Two for their first time, mm. uh, and it's, oh. it's it really got me in the itch to play it myself. Mm. So I went and I started a melee only run of System Shock Two. Mm. Um, so mm. essentially, you're only allowed to obviously use melee weapons, and there are only three in the game. There's the uh, the wrench, which is your very first weapon uh, that you start out with. Um, <clears throat> Then there's about, let's see, two, couple levels in, you get a laser rapier. <clears throat> Not a lightsaber, the laser rapier. There's <laughs> a difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's basically a monomolecular thread uh, in like an energy uh, little thing. Mm. Um, and then there is a crystal shard, which is a weapon that was actually created by the people you're fighting against. Um, it's just basically this massive, like, shard of crystal and you just swing it at people and the the modded version of system shock 2 like the the one with the um, all the like new dark improvements and everything actually adds a little singing uh sound in there that's referenced in the game it's referenced in the game lore but it's never it was never actually like implemented in the original version so whenever you swing it it like makes this sound it's really, it's really cool but anyway um so i've been doing that 
Um, I'm about two-thirds of the way through the game. Um, and it's, I mean, I, I was I was curious because I've played System Shock 2 a lot, um, but I haven't done a true melee-only run. And so I was wondering if it was going to all come back to me, but it has. Um, so uh, that's really interesting. It's a, it's a really great challenge if you've played the game before um, to really limit yourself to that. The the thing is, there's the you would think it would it actually would be super hard. It's actually not as difficult as you might think because a lot of the weirdness with the AI because it's old AI from like 1999 lends itself well to playing melee only because you can just like if you if you come across ranged characters like like characters with ranged attacks, you just run right up to them and just start bashing away at them. And they don't shoot you. They back away because they have ranged attacks. So you just like keep running straight into them. You have your agility up enough. You can just run straight into them and just like wail away at them. And you might take a little damage, but you're still gonna outclass them um, because you just sink, you advice. sink all your yeah. So I mean, you sink you sink enough points into your strength and your agility, and you're just gonna plow through stuff. The only part it really gets hard is near the end of the game one of the bosses um, has this like has these uh, stars that you have to hit before you actually attack the, the boss and they rotate around in, in the air and so you actually have to like time your jumps um, off of like the, the level geometry in order to smack these things it, it's, it's really it's that's really the only hard part about playing melee only because normally you just, just run sitting there like gun. what is this fool doing <laughs> right right exactly well it's, it's a it's a giant it's like a giant it's not a it's not a uh it's not like an animate um it's like a giant inanimate object but it's like a like a reactor you want to think gotcha. about it that way um okay but um but yeah so you, you have to you're you're supposed to just run in there and shoot them, but you know, in this case, you just, you just have to time it right so that they dip down low enough where you can jump off the geometry and smack them with, the, with your weapon of choice. But oh. well, that's real. It's really fun, and I've I've really enjoyed that. I back when I was really like first getting into this game and like meeting people online and forums and stuff. I helped a, a girl write a a, a walkthrough, a melee only walkthrough for it. And so that became my like only playing style for a good a good while. Um, so it was nice to get that. So, nah, no pun intended. <laughs> mm. So if uh, just if this is your first time through, you do not recommend this. No, no. If you, if this is your first time through, you know, play it the way it was it was meant to be played. Um, okay. Because so, you know the 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 scares and everything and the the resource management and all that that's all part of the game. So I. Definitely would not recommend it for the first time. But if you've gotcha. played it through a couple times and you're looking for a challenge, a little more of a challenge, then yeah, I'd totally go tell you to go for that. So I have a confession. I've actually never played this game all the way through. I've actually barely played it at all. So, Aww. yeah, maybe <laughs> eventually. Game, I mean, yeah. We're, and you know what's we're funny? It, Dwight... on you about your Resident Evil. <laughs> it. It kind of does the same thing that Dwight was talking about, where it has like the the audio logs, where you have to like piece the story together. But it's a lot less mm. dumb because it act, like like you don't you don't get a story about someone's birthday cake or whatever. You get actual like snippets <laughs> of yeah, like major events happening, 
and you just kind of have to put them together as you because you don't find them in chronological order. I'm trying to remember exactly what it's. I'm trying to remember exactly what game there was like a. I think it was another. It was a. Uh, it's a game when you're on a space station and you're trying to piece together okay. everything that happened, and it's basically just a walking simulator. Um, I know what you're talking about. I was going to say, well, System Shock does it. <laughs> No, I know what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, and it, it, it would have logs like that. <laughs> well, actually, I think there's a couple of games that do that, but I was thinking of... Uh, oh, yeah. I think it was called like Echo Knight or something like that. Something like that. Uh, I can't remember what it was It was called. on PS2. It had a, it had a demo, yeah, it was on PS2. and it was, a rec- it was a recently made game, and I played that demo, and I was just like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it's, oh, I know. Okay. Is that... Well, either way. It doesn't really matter. I know what you're talking mm. about, though. I think it was like Game Pass or something like that. I think like so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw my last one out there for this week. The only other thing I've been playing. Sorry, it's not a shooter. <laughs> unlike these guys. I haven't played a shooter all week. Actually, no, I take that back. I did play uh, Proteus, which I did not put mm. on here. I will just go ahead and say, play it. It's on Game Pass. Uh, I was hyping, hyping it up to Dwight. Mm. and uh, Di- If you like uh, Doom or Quake, or uh, it's that, mm. and it's fantastic. I'm not going to talk about that one, though. What I'm going to talk about, though... Is Diofield Chronicles. <laughs> I got into Gamefly. I got it on the Series X. There's a demo out for this if you're interested. But it's uh, it's kind of like a Fire Emblem clone in a sense. But the combat is not grid-based. And this this is a Square Enix game. So it, it has kind of Final Fantasy Tactics slash Fire Emblem things going on with it. The characters are all like named really... like. I don't know, Game of Thrones-ish names like Eskelion and Frederick and shit like that. You know, they all have like really obnoxious. In fact, those are the only two I can remember. That's how ridiculous their names are. And I have like five or six people in my party. But you control everybody on this like, it's like an RTS almost, but it's built with a controller in mind. Hmm. So it's not difficult to control, but... When it gets very hectic on the screen, sometimes you can, like, accidentally select the wrong person or something like that. Minor gripes, really. My only issue with it is I hit, like, a a difficulty curve, and now I'm deciding if I want to keep playing it or not. (laughs) Because I was having a lot of fun. I was having a a blast. A grand old time. And then, yeah, I was having a grand old time, and I got to these two boss characters that just, you know, the short version is they just beat the shit out of me every time I go up against them. Not even close. Like I'm not even doing anything to them. I'm not. They have two health bars. I can maybe get one of them down before I completely get massacred. And I'm just like, why? What am I doing wrong? I think I, I downloaded the demo, but then I forgot that I stuck it in my GameFly queue. So it's it should be coming up pretty soon. So I'll just play that. I like it. Mm. It just. I'm just. Uh, I'm not in the mood to struggle. <laughs> if that makes sense. So, yeah. you know, <clears throat> and I'm on the easiest settings and I'm still getting destroyed. So that's, that's the only thing that makes me kind of sad about it. Cause I, the story is mildly interesting. Yeah. It, it It is kind of that whole like game of Thrones, uh, political intrigue yeah. left and right. There's a bunch of people and there's like a warlord yeah. and bandits and all this other shit. That's what this, it kind of seemed but, like just from what I saw it, it seemed like tactics ogre, but you have free range movement or like for placement and stuff. Yeah, as opposed it's, it to it is grid. not grid yeah. based. Yeah, 
So that sounds interesting. I'm also finding that money is really hard to come by, which is a problem <laughs> because, and I think this is the reason I'm dying so fast. Oh, I forced. So you, I'm guessing because like Tactics Ogre, I barely upgraded anybody. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of strategy Everyone's RPGs, you're shit. supposed to like grind battles or whatever. Like I think Tactics Ogre did that. Um, there's another one. It was uh, I think it was like Ragnarok or something like that. It was on PSP. It's a really great. Strategy RPG, but yeah, you like it forced you to like grind battles to like have enough to upgrade your people. Yeah, that and they only allow you to have four people at a time, which doesn't. I mean, I guess it makes sense from a management standpoint, but it doesn't really make sense from a gameplay standpoint because you have four people and the enemy has like ten. Mm. But I have people; <laughs> they're just not here with mm. me. It doesn't make sense why they wouldn't be there. Mm. So. Because if anything, I could just, you know, what my tactic has been for the boss that I'm dying mm. against is to pit, stick my strong guy because it's going to attack somebody. Mm. But you get, obviously, you get more, uh, you get like a, a damage buff if you attack from the rear. Mm. So I get like the one guy to piss him off, the one guy with the most health to piss <laughs> him off. And they're all just wailing mm. on him. Mm. And then I have everybody like shanking him in the back, <laughs> which is not really doing as much damage as you would think. Mm. <laughs> but. I don't know. I'm going to continue to try it. Like I say, it's a Gamefly rental, so if I don't like it, I can send it back. But um, I want to like it. It's it's what I've played. I'm like, man, I hope I can I hope I can press through and just mm. <laughs> enjoy my time. Yeah. It's uh, funny because you're, you got one you're more, talking right? you weren't playing a shooter, and I was like, <laughs> I was just thinking, like, you were expecting a shooter, but instead it's me, Diofield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <clears throat> Another JoJo reference. Sorry, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that. Is that a, is that a thing? Yes, I knew I knew Dwight, JoJo I knew Dwight would yeah. get it. <laughs> Dio Brando. So this is from it. Um, okay, cool. But anyways, um, the uh, some some people will get a kick out of that. Yes, all, all of the NA people. <laughs> if he doesn't cut it out. <laughs> but yeah, so the game that I was that I was playing, um, playing Solstice, right? I had rented this. Now, when I originally saw it, it kind of looked like a Soulsborne game, sort of, kind of. But when I started I mean, playing it, title, it's so. more of like a Devil May Cry clone and a really, mm-hmm. really, really blatant ripoff like clone at that. It's just... I mean, a lot of games play like Devil May Cry, but this literally, like, rips everything from Devil May Cry. Um, mm, no, no bueno. Yeah, just like the wow. way that the the, the sword kind of looks, it kind of looks like Rebellion, but with like chunky and with like an extra handle on it. You press, you use the Y button for for um, uh, there's like primary and secondary attacks. Use the Y button for primary attacks. Literally, only Devil May Cry does that, and I think Bayonetta yeah. does too. <laughs> now the X. X button is used for secondary attacks, which is so weird. Everybody uses X for primary, Y for secondary, and usually the heavy attacks, you know? So this game, the heavy attacks are on X, primary is on Y, and there, like, there's even the same ways that you do the combos in Devil May Cry. It's toward, toward, and then Y to do, like, a stinger-type move, and it calls us something else. I was about to say stinger. There's, um, there's uh, delay-based combos where you... Tap twice, you know, Y twice quickly, wait a second, and then tap it again to do your secondary combo, just like in Devil May Cry. Mm. The you collect orbs, they're called crystals, but they're they're red orbs, and then it makes the same fucking sound when you collect them. And it has the um it's uh there's fixed camera angles 
and then they kind of like move to follow you around um you know the environment but you can't like move the camera just like in the old school Devil May Cry games the PS2 ones they all were like that and so I'm just playing this and I'm like this is so essentially it's Devil May Cry it's literally Devil May Cry <laughs> literally and it's just the only the only difference <laughs> gameplay wise is that the X attacks are like your heavy attacks instead of being like gun attacks which in Devil May Cry there'd be guns that and like uh, for B and every Devil May Cry game usually switches up what, uh, what B does um and the ones you play as Dante, it's usually something, you know, going to whatever secondary weapon that you have. The um, And the ones where you play as uh, the the other guy that's not Dante. I can't remember his name right now. Nero? Yes, Nero. <laughs> and all Deal. the Nero games, it uses it's his grab attacks and stuff, like all his arm attacks. Mm-hmm. And here, it's counters. So you play as, like, some sort of female bounty hunter. And which ha- which by the way has like the most generic anime tryhard character design I've ever seen in my life. She has like an eye patch, <laughs> a dark hood, and like completely covered in like armor and like tattered whatever the fuck clothes. It's like if you couldn't pick her out in a lineup in anything, it's terrible character design. <laughs> terrible. And then um she has like her oh, ghost. Man. She have like a, a series of belts where they shouldn't yeah, be belts. Just, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god!" And, you know, and she talks in a gruff voice and blah blah blah. She's basically. Does she have like a two a two like? She's Dante? literally a female guts. They took the character design of oh, guts okay. and made it a chick, and not just like not like an older chick, which would actually even would have been pretty nice, like some fucking fifteen year old, you know, anime whatever the fuck, fifteen year old. And then they have, like, the younger sister, which is, like, a ghost on her shoulder, who just, like, pipes in and says random Wait. stuff every once in a while, which, you know, is fine. So she does counters. She has a lot of different counters, which is actually pretty interesting. This is the most interesting thing about this game, is how the counters work. You can counter uh, melee attacks, range attacks, all this different stuff, and they act differently depending on which one you're countering. If it's a, a melee attack that you counter, it slows them down. And then you can do attacks and stuff. If it's a projectile attack, it redirects the attack, um, the projectile back at them. And so when you're fighting, you have to look out for. There's a little indicator of when you need to like counter. It like you know shines white and it says like a B. You know it has like a B prompt. So you can be mid combo and then like. So what's going on is that it's two separate characters. You're basically controlling both of them. You can be in mid combo and then hit the B button to counter something. Like, the ghost on her shoulder would counter, like, an arrow that's coming at you, but then you still keep doing your combo over here, like, hitting this other guy. Hmm. So that is interesting. So having the little ghost do all your countering is just like, oh, that's a pretty cool idea. It's just that everything else is such a blatant Devil May Cry ripoff, I just don't want to play it. (laughs) That reminds me, speaking of Devil May Cry, that reminds me of uh, V from 5, where you're controlling, you're essentially controlling V. Right. But you're also controlling his summon at the right. same time. So because yeah. yeah, because the summons are doing their own thing, you can move them around completely separately from what you're attacking and stuff like that. So that's kind of how it does for like the counters, which is a very interesting thing. I don't think I've seen any other game that does that. So that's I thought that was pretty cool, but then it's just like the rest of the game is just so uninteresting and it's just I could not get into it. I immediately put it back in its envelope and sent it back to, to Gamefly. I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> So what I'm getting is, if you haven't played Devil May Cry 5, just right. play Devil yeah, May just Cry play 5. That. If you have, and you're just fiending for something new, there right. you go, right? Or or you could always play Van Helsing on the PS2 or original yeah. Xbox. Or you could wait for Bayonetta 3. Which is another fucking... Play that. 
<laughs> Speaking of, they ripped off Bayonetta also. The very first thing that happens in the game is that she busts out of like a church window or whatever and is like falling down. You don't know where or why or what or whatever, but she's falling down on this rubble, <laughs> this big sheet of rubble and fighting stuff. Music is going crazy and she's constantly falling. And I'm like sitting here like they really ripped off Bayonetta's intro Hold wholesale. On. Yeah, that's 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 that- the first part of exactly and it's it's such an iconic thing it's such an iconic (laughs) opening when you just do it again exactly the same way it's stupid you know it's like it's not it's not cool anymore (laughs) like this is so dumb yeah i'm sitting there and i'm playing i'm like you've got to be kidding me and then like it has the credits going and everything and the music pumping that's exactly and it's trying super hard to look cool and there's like all these there's all this super cool stuff that's happening. I'm like, this is the lamest bullshit I've ever seen ever. Like, I don't know why Bayonetta they thought Bayonetta 3 is next month, isn't cool. it? Or no, it's October. Yeah, Bayonetta 3 is really soon. Yeah, I'm excited to play that. Come on. Yeah, and it's when you go to the Gamefly, if you go to the Gamefly website now, it has Solstice, like, <laughs> plastered across the top. Like, this is some, you know, huge game. I'm like, yeah, this, no. I'm, I'm just waiting to see what the reviews are going to say about this game. It's uh, not bad. Yeah, I, it's I, not... I, I skipped yeah, it. I'm not gonna say this is not a an actual bad game. It's not a bad game at all. It just it it's just it's derivative. Super derivative, and is there's literally no reason to gotcha. play it when you have other games that do the exact same thing but better. Yeah, unless you played all those. Yeah. In which case, there you right. go. <laughs> all right. Well, that was a mouthful. I know we've been going for quite a while. Anybody got anything else before we take our break? All right. All right. Cool. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. I have a feeling something suspicious is gonna happen to Jonathan. And when we come back, we're going to be <laughs> having a special guest. <laughs> I'm looking behind me now, look, looking for the axe murderer. <laughs> and we're back. Sometime during the break, we managed to lose Duffer. I believe he fell into a pit. Prince of Persia style and impaled himself upon a pike through the face. So we'll be catching up with him next week. In the meantime, we have our returning victim, a guest, (laughs) Richard Bergman. I'm here trying to avoid pikes to the face, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go jumping over pits with spikes in them. I was going to say, why did he, uh, why did this fate befall him? What did he do? I don't know, man. This is what what he does. Is it also an early recording? Duffer does what Duffer does. That's what happens in Prince of Persia when you almost run out of time. That shit was scary. Yeah, yeah. I played that when I was a kid. <laughs> Let's just dive into this week's discussion topics, which is, as pre-mentioned at the beginning of the show, what are some of our best launch day memories? All three of us have been around for a while in games, so I know there's been plenty of times where we stood in line for stuff or mm. you know, did that whole stupid thing that we may regret or may not. I guess I'm going to go ahead and kick it off because it's probably going to tie into Richard's a little bit. Hmm. And this is the Switch. This is the most recent one. Is this going to be awkward if uh, it's not that high up on my memory list? But <laughs> well, it's high. It's high on mine because it's, it. it's more or less. It's more or less how I met you. If you really think about our it. origin so, story, our origin story. So this was. I don't even remember like how ahead of the Switch release that the pre-orders went live. It was, but it wasn't it was long. Early. It was, it was. Was it? It was like a couple months, maybe, right? Because it was cold. Exactly. It it was cold when the switch came out too. Yes, I remember both. that much, and I will get into that in a moment. 
but I, being the being the guy that I am, hobbyist, hobbyist. <laughs> the hobbyist that I am, got up at an insanely ungodly hour, and I had stuff to do anyway that day, so I was like, well, you know what, I'm just going to make sure I get my pre-order in, I'm going to go to GameStop, like right off the bat, just go ahead and knock it out, so I'm there like an hour before they open, and I expected there to be a line, there wasn't, hmm. it was just me. I expected um, there to be a line, and there wasn't, it was just Michael. It was just me. Yeah. Later, I found out this this man has a photo of me standing out there. So can I can I jump Wait, in here since switch. we both have the same? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yes. All right. So I took off work. I'm I'm on my way into work, but at least it's on the way. And I knew the hell. I had actually worked at that store back in the day, but uh, I remember when it opened and everything. Like I, I think I famously have purchased every version of Wind Waker that you could buy from that store specifically. From that store. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I had only just really moved up this direction not that long ago so yeah i hadn't found like the game stops in the area yet but that was the one i was going to so all my coworkers are essentially like vested in my pre-order status right i have told them about this thing coming out (laughs) i'm I'm not a nintendo fanboy but i've played nintendo consoles like you guys you're a video game i'm a video game fanboy correct so i've got them all vested in my quest to pre-order this thing so i take a picture i'm like there's one other guy in line look does somebody beat me it's not just me and I sent that to my coworkers, nerd. and it ends up being. And I hit, I hit it off with you in the line. Like I was like, this guy knows his stuff. He's a he's a potential podcast candidate in the future. There you go. <laughs> Took a couple years, but we got there. It, it, did, it did take a couple years. <laughs> a little bit, yes. So I have a picture of this dude um, standing by the sign or standing by the door, guarding his place. Yeah. That was absolutely my spot. I'm typically it, when it comes to those sort of things, I'm the first person. Like, cause I take the day off and I have nothing better to do. So that's where I go. I got a, which leads me up to the switch itself. Oh, I'm just, I'm going to throw I'm in there real quick, Michael. I got my go, PS4 go there. It. I was the first person at 12 o'clock at the back of the store. I'm, oh, wow. I'm holding up PS4. <laughs> You're the first person. You know, I was actually the first person to get my PS4, but I got mine at a Best Buy. You were a so. Best Buy. Oh. Mm-hmm. I could not afford a game because I was like kind of I wasn't tight on money at the time, but it was just like I was just squeaking by to get the system. So yeah. I was like, whatever, I got the thing. And then you know later that day, I I got paid the next day actually I think, and uh, I bought Assassin's Creed, which was not a bad choice. No, it wasn't. Looking yeah. back, my brother got me Battlefield yeah. three, four, Battlefield four yeah. for <laughs> PS three, and I paid the upgrade to. But that oh. everybody hit that night, everybody hit the updates and the server and everything. It was just in shambles. We never played Battlefield on launch night. <laughs> I think we ended up screwing around with that uh, that Astros. It's not Astros Playroom, but whatever. Uh, remember, people were streaming. Oh people yeah, were like yeah, streaming yeah, yeah. from. What was that? They were streaming, doing things on their couch and all that. It's from like the... a, I know exactly. Doing what things. It's like a. It was some what sort, sort of, of things? Playing, playing games. <laughs> Uh, yep. Twisting, twiddling joysticks, Michael. <laughs> As one does when one streams from a video game console. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Let's hear about your Switch launch. But the Switch launch itself uh, was a long day. I was there when they opened, and of course they didn't release it till midnight. But I knew the guy there, so it was kind of like I was just kind of hanging out. You're not working. And I met. If You're you... not working at this point, correct? I mean, I have a job, but I'm not at work. You know, I'm off that day. That's what I'm getting at. I'm actually You're not off. an employee in this location. No, no, I am not an employee at this location, but or or at any location. Uh, I didn't work at GameStop, but I met a few cool people in line, and and <laughs> it was just kind of hang out. Um, where where it kind of got weird though was I, I took the not really weird, but 
I took that day off. I took the next day off because I was going to be playing Breath of the Wild all day. That was just, you know, that's what, what I was going to do. But I could not get that Master Edition whatever pre-ordered. I, I tried and I could not get it. But I knew the place I did work at at the time. Well, I mean, I'll just say it was Best Buy. I knew they had one. And I also knew it wasn't pre-ordered. Mm. And I also knew there was a infamous reseller that would come there and buy all our collector's edition crap. Like right off like he'd be there super early. Oh. So I was you like, I have to be the noid. I have to beat him. Do you call him the noid? I should though. <laughs> but no. So I I get my switch. It was like midnight or whatever. I'm the first person there. I go home. I'm like, all right, I have to go. I have to like go across town to Best Buy. So I go to Best Buy right after almost. So it's like one in the morning. Mm. And it is March. What is this, March? Like, it's like ridiculously cold outside. Mm. And I'm sitting outside at Best March Buy. March 16th or something. I think it's in the middle of the yeah. month. Yeah. It's, it's very, very early. But yeah, I was freezing my ass off. But I beat that guy. I saw him pull up too. He was the one right after me, and I was like, "Hi, bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He took a picture of you. Yeah. He took a picture of you standing there. He probably did. Well, I was I, I was sitting there covered in like all the like coats that I had left in my car because I didn't really think about it, how cold it was going to be. You're you look so like I, a uh, someone without uh, permanent residence piled up there waiting on the <laughs> Zelda master. Yeah, that's edition. what I was going to say. I was going to use a different wording, but you got the yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the guys from um, Metal Slug that you have to free that give you upgraded yeah, weapons. Thank you. Those guys? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Those guys. Thank you, guys. <laughs> but that's that's the most memorable, uh, probably because it's most recent, obviously, that I can really think of. There's been a couple other ones, but maybe we'll save those for another time. I know both of you guys have some interesting stuff. I just wanted to kick it off, get the idea, get the ball rolling. I know, Richard. I will always remember that because that's how I met you. Yeah. And that's, you know... You've been a good friend, so it's 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 gonna stay in my memory for that reason alone. Oh. Yep, that was uh that was iconic timing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, this guy this guy really knows his stuff. He's not just some some person trying to get the switch. He's been playing games for right. a long time yeah. and understands <laughs> when you meet and Dwight's in the same boat and it's fun being on the show and meeting other people. When you meet oh. somebody who's like as into the industry, it's it's hard to explain to people who don't keep up with games right. the way we do so yeah like, oh you're, a, you're there's like a me lot of people who who play games but right. there's really not a lot of people who actually like understand them follow them know the right. history and all of that stuff yeah very very little well i mean even at a base level like i can't talk to i mean mind you not you guys either mm. really but if i bring up dragon quest you're not confused right right yeah yeah you know what i'm, I'm talking about at least so yeah. <laughs> Dragon's questing, what? No. Yeah, exactly. What is that? A video game? Of course. No, but I can appreciate the like the legacy of this what, thirty five year franchise, thirty six. I think it times yeah. up with your mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. The artwork that's been consistent, the music that's been consistent, the themes over across the generations and knowing that uh Famicom releases like shut down schools and stuff. <laughs> A bunch of history that's, behind Dragon Quest. I think it's one of those things where if for any reason, if they ever switch off from Akira Toriyama's artwork, there'd probably be like riots <laughs> in the streets. Has there has there ever been any offshoots that did that did do that? They've never wavered from that, right? No, 
as far as not, not to my knowledge but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact this next one will probably be the first one well no i yeah i, I don't i don't know yeah, they yeah. Have, yeah. All right. Well, that that's yeah. that's beside the point at this at this rate. So. <laughs> Turn it to the who's up next. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and go. Mine's not like super exciting or anything like that. Um, I've actually I actually don't have a whole lot of you know uh, midnight release stories. I've only been to one really. Um, generally, I mean I'm fine with just getting it like you know the day of or later or whatever. And especially at the time, I wasn't, like, rolling in cash or anything like that. So, um, like mine was Halo 4, right? Mm. So, at the time that that came out, you know, 2004, um, I was in high school. I was in 10th grade. Um, I had just started working. Halo 4 wasn't 2004. Halo 2? Yeah. Oh, did I say Halo 4? Yeah, okay. Did I say Halo 4? Yeah, you said Halo 4. I meant, I was thinking 2004. I was like, hold on, this hold is what, on. This is what dyslexia will do to you. So um, I'm also thinking, man, Dwight picked one of the least popular Halos. But, hey, it's his, it's his memory, so here we go. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll go for We're going to deep Halo dive two. into this. <laughs> so, Halo 2. So, um, just to give, like, a little bit of background or whatever, um, I had the only home consoles that I had was the Sega Genesis and then like an Atari 2600 Junior or whatever, which was my dad's. He bought it when he was in the military. Um, he bought the the Genesis um, at launch back when it came out when we were stationed in Germany. So this was like 1989 or Is whatever. Is it a PAL? Do you have that. a PAL one or did they import the NTSC no. to the base? He bought it from he bought it from the the US base, so we have a Genesis. We don't have a Mega Drive. Yeah, Cesar was um, the same way in Germany with the NES. I was like, "How did you play yeah. those PAL games?" He's like, "No, we had a we had a US <laughs> we had a US yeah. Nintendo." Yep, it was the US. It was the one I still remember the box. It was the one with, that came with Altered Beast packed in. So rise yeah. from your groove. Oh, I played the shit out of the game. The game's pretty terrible actually when you look at it, but <laughs> it's it, you know at the time it was awesome. But anyways, so you know that's what I had, you know, and we had like a DOS computer, and then we upgraded to ninety eight blah, blah blah. So the first other system that I ever got besides that was the original Xbox. When the original Xbox came out, I got it like a year later or so. That was a good time. Um, good time to get in. Me. Yeah. So I had the I had the bundle with the. Um, uh, the Star Wars episode, the Clone Wars, like Tetris. vehicle, Tetris. and the Tetris. <laughs> I had that combo, yeah. which that, that game was terrible. But um, you know, that's, that's a Pandemic Studios game. I wish that was like their first attempt at one of those. They got better and better mm-hmm. and better. That's your Battlefront studio, also. Mm-hmm. And that's that's when I really tried to like start buying games and things like that because my parents were like, all right, we got you this. You're on your own. You're going to have to get all the rest of your shit. So that's when I started collecting other stuff like PlayStation, blah, blah, whatever. So when I got a job in high school, I was working at the amusement park nearby Bush Gardens. Um, now I had money. I thought I was rich. I was like, oh, my God. You know, I got this disposable income. I could buy shit. I started buying, you know, games when they came out. Um, Halo 4. Halo 2. Why did I Halo say Halo 2. 4 again? What the hell? <laughs> so Halo 2, I actually wasn't planning on getting it um, at midnight. I did pre-order it. And of course, I pre-ordered the the silver box edition that everybody and their grandma had. I got that, um, but I wasn't planning on um, getting there at midnight because how the hell am I going to get there? I didn't have a car. I couldn't drive. You know, I wasn't driving at that point. I got rides to go to work. <laughs> you know, I was in tenth grade. So um, my mom, you know, she's an ICU nurse. She worked at a hospital that was like a city over, and she needed for whatever reason. 
It just so happened, and I know she doesn't know anything about when Halo 2 comes out or anything like that. You know, she could care less. She was like, oh, I need to get something from work. You feel like, you know, you want to come with me? And I'm like, I mean, okay, whatever. So we go, you know, and go to the hospital or whatever. And she's walking around and we're doing stuff. And when we leave and we're coming back, we're driving past the mall, you know, where I have it uh, pre-ordered at GameStop. And I'm like, um... Well, I have this thing pre-ordered. You might if we stop by and like and go get it. It's like midnight. I mean, she's an ICU nurse, so she works overnights or whatever. So it's in a, it's like close to midnight. It's like you know eleven fifty or something like that. And she's like, "What are you talking about? Why the hell would the mall be open at this point or whatever?" It's like, "No, nah, it, it'll be open." And she's like, um, "All right." So drive around um, to the back of the mall where the GameStop was. Shit ton of cars back there. Now when we're driving up to it, it's you know nothing's open. It's completely abandoned. No, no cars in the road. We go back there, and it's like a fucking block party. <laughs> it's like people everywhere. You know, people got costumes on and shit. You know, all these fucking Master Chief helmets it's everywhere. A big deal. It was a big deal. And my and my mom was just like, "What in the fuck is going on back here?" <laughs> so then, you know, we get out of the car. We, you know, walk in and get in the line. And I was like, "All these people are just like standing around to buy this game." And I'm like, "Well, yeah." Yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, we go up there and I get my game. And the first guy in line, you know, it's once Michael. he gets his, his game, he got like, of course. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> this, you know, this, you know, deluxe edition. And then he <laughs> runs out of the GameStop screaming with it over his head, like, whoa, you know, and all this shit. And my mom's like, what in the hell? <laughs> you know, and I get my game and we're leaving. And then she was like, what? I had no idea that people, you know, really cared about it like that. And I'm like. I mean, yeah, yeah, they do. And the thing was, and, you know, it was complete chance that I even went there. And that's the only time I ever went to a midnight launch. Because, like, I've never, I'm like, I'll just play it when I get up or whatever. So that was the only time it was just complete chance that we even got it. But I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> that is, that is a, a very fun story. I had to work that, actually. I You had to work it, too, didn't you, Richard? That's, yeah. Well, well I'll probably segue into that because uh, famously, and remind me to show you my poster here in a little while, Dwayne. Dwight. Dwayne. Dwight. Dwayne. Um, Keith. I was. So GTA San Andreas came out like two weeks before that, and I was not mm-hmm. old enough. Uh, I had the job, but I was not old enough to work to sell the M rated game. And by the time <laughs> Halo 2, not 4, came out. Yes. Then I was. Halo 2. <laughs> Then I was old enough to, to actually like ring up the copies, but mm-hmm. I was the junior staff person at that time. This is when game stores were staffed with decent people and actual employees, and we had to wear. <laughs> Michael was in business casual alongside me. I've actually got my shirt. I got my shirt upstairs. The, um, actually, I, I ended up with somebody else's because I wore mine out. Because Michael, you worked for EB Games at that point, right? That was our. Um, or were you, when you were I a GameStop started, employee? It, it was GameStop primarily. Okay. Yeah. I was at EB until they merged. Literally, my store was an EB store. And so I had the EB games, Halo 2, Xbox, Polo, and I ended up with a... <laughs> I, I, I do have a Polo from... from yep. Yeah. I, I, I kept a good condition one. I ended course, up with so. Jeremy's. You remember uh, Adam's? I ended up with uh, Jeremy's from Jonesboro Road. Anyways, years down <laughs> the road. Uh, but that was... Like, I had, I had gotten, like, Dwight, I had gotten an Xbox, like, a year in. We were on a waiting list for Halo. They were not making enough copies of the game, the first game, Halo. I was on a waiting mm. list at a lo- another different local EB, and they called us when the, it was a Game of the Year edition by then, but they called us when they got it in mm. stock. And then I just remember this, like, zeitgeist 
build up and I didn't have broadband internet. So it wasn't quite mm. to the level of where, and then it was almost like burnout. Like my, I, both of you guys work retail. So I know you guys live mm. this too. You get tired mm. of talking about it. You get tired of pushing it. You get tired right. of, you know, how many Halo twos did you pre-order today? You know, how many strategy guys did you add to it? The soundtrack CDs coming in. How many soundtracks did you bundle in with the, like you just get, you get burned out. And by the time that had come and gone, I was just like, I'm probably not playing this game. I'm sick and tired of this game. <laughs> and it, it took a long time for me to come around on Halo 2 and actually play the campaign and all that kind of stuff. But that was a, mm. that launch night, that was my first. And I had, like I said, I had just turned 18. I was a senior in high school, so I guess I'm a little bit older than you, sir. And younger mm. than Michael. I'm right in the middle. Yeah. But uh, Did anyone play this early, by the way? I know uh, everybody knows a guy, you know, mm. that we... I remember playing the French version because yeah, that's just, the one that leaked. Yeah. Like that was like that's the one that leaked, and we were playing it like early, weeks right? ahead yeah. of time. Yeah, we were we were playing it about a month ahead of time. Extremely what Halo Two? Yeah. yeah, Halo Two. Yeah, the only one that I played early was Halo Three, and that's because at the time Halo Three um, was coming out, I was in I was in Georgia. I was going to Georgia Perimeter, and what they were doing were they were they were going to all the different schools like across the US and they had they were bringing kiosks of like Halo 3 and stuff like that so you could try out the game before it came out and that's where I play I actually have pictures of that it was this whole like event and they had you know the 360s were all like locked away in these cases and everything like that and you know of you course. can play it you can play like little you know they had LAN parties set up or whatever and that was a couple months before it came out but yeah um yeah, I, I think mm, let's see I think Matt sold me a copy of ODST like a week early too. You got a hold of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our, our mutual friend, uh, me and Dwight's mutual friend Matt, he was just like, "Here, you know, I don't really care." No, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's like, "You can have it." I was like, "All right, cool. Just don't tell nobody." I was like, "All right, cool." I think I those... remember that too. Actually, I think I was there. <laughs> all those Halo Two you, you boxes—they got the street date on the top. Remember, Microsoft used to put those big orange, the orange, yeah, the orange, yeah. yeah, the big orange, yeah. Do not sell before eleven nine oh four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even think they wanted you open in the boxes, like because those those were on like the uh, outside of the actual like ca- uh, carton boxes too. Mm. Well, it was just a joke. It's like if we open this box, like Master Chief's gonna kick the door down and like blow us away. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, we yeah. did the we did the pizza. we had pizza and sodas and all kinds of stuff there. Oh was, my god, we had so much crap. Yep. We had so much was, crap. But there was this guy that had this ridiculous sound system in his car. Uh, you know, you know, when you have like no bills and everything, that's what you do. But he had like the theme playing, and you could hear it. This is in Conyers. You could hear it like in that entire shopping center. Like mm. that's how ridiculous it was. <laughs> ah, good times. Since we're, I, I do have a. Since we're kicking it around, <laughs> has there been a, a release that big? I mean, I think the Call of Duty's kind of fell into that. Mm, I don't know. Eventually, like the Halo Three was area. big for me. Yeah. Like Halo Three was a real big deal for me. Yep. Uh, I was I was there all day for that, but. I was in New Mexico at the time, so it was a little bit of a different vibe. I didn't have like the friends that I did. I was now. out of. I made friends. I was there. out of retail at that point, and I was part I of the. Think, yeah, me, me too. I was part of the shift that picked up Call of Duty Four that fall, so we were my yeah, friend Call was playing was, that one. Was huge too. I don't think they have um, releases like that anymore. Any kind of release parties or anything like that, because you can get it digitally. Also, you know. Yeah. At that time, you couldn't really get it digitally. It was really only Xbox Live Arcade games, like the little games. Yeah. There wasn't major releases being released digitally. Now that there is, it's, it, they just come out. <laughs> yeah, you. I think you the last one I picked up was ago. 
Yeah. <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I think, was the last one I picked up. And the only reason I was able to pick that up at midnight, they did not have a midnight release for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Mm. It was for something else. It was like NBA 2K13 yeah. or mm. whatever. Not 13. That You know, whatever year that was. Mm. It was like a sports thing. So it was like me and all these like jock guys waiting in line. And, it, <laughs> and they're like, what system do you want it on? I'm like, Switch. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and they just look at that me crazy. I was like Xenoblade. I think the I don't want I don't want NBA. I want Xenoblade. The last one I went to was <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront, the PS4, Xbox One version. My brother does. Mm, uh, I was so hyped for that game. Do what? I was so hyped for me that too. game. But we yeah. were we were there. They did a midnight thing for that, and he was in his Stormtrooper getup. I think that was how we got into that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does do that. Right, oh. that's right. So, uh, my other two, I'll touch on them real quick because I launched. We, I launched a lot of consoles despite being there for almost three years. It, it doesn't seem like uh, it's like a pit mm. of time in my life that is a, is a black. <laughs> yeah, it all just kind of runs together, right? But so. it's just like this black area of just lost time. It's like release dates, and I did nothing else personally in, in, in that time span. <laughs> but uh, That was your life. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we released the DS Lite at that time. And mm. myself and my store manager had come up with this thing to try to sell more where if you pre-ordered your DS Lite and you added the plan to it or whatever, because this is back in the day when we got a percentage of the, the warranty plans and all that, we would just swap out. When the DS Lite came out, we would just swap out your old DS for that. So I actually, yeah, the next day I actually got a call from, it might have been GameStop at that point, telling me I led the company in returns the previous day. Why was I? Why did I defect out uh, 18 original <laughs> DS systems? But the night before, and I, I didn't actually get in trouble. I, I told them, yeah, that's I remember that now because I told them that was GameStop. I told them, hey, old EV policy, this is what we would do. And I've got all these people's, uh, remember, they would clip the warranty in like that binder, that little paper binder and give it to you. Like, here, <laughs> something happens to your system. Bring back this super important stack of paperwork and this cardboard leaflet and we'll hook you Best up. Best Buy does that too with their, their Geek Squad Black Buy Black tie protection i don't even know if they still call it that they, they do not yeah okay. black ties <laughs> total been tech you gotta have yeah. total tech protection now <laughs> man total tech that's that's the new thing i think yeah so uh oh, the, yeah. <laughs> the night before we did have a midnight release for ds Lite because we had sold out every single one we were gonna get and i be- i believe either everybody already had mario kart ds or they launched it alongside mario kart ds because we ended up doing a wireless mm-hmm. lan of mario kart ds with just some of my favorite like customers and like uh, it was very near the time frame. I think it if coupled it, because no, I'm pretty sure it was before. It was before. It, it couldn't have been. It was before because I remember there was a bundle for the original there was, one with there Mario was, Kart. You're right. It was a blue yep. one. There was a there was yep. a specific so was Mario before. Kart DS console. Yeah, my brother had that one uh, and swapped it out. Phantom Hourglass his... was right there. Yeah, cool. Phantom Hourglass was with it because I remember you got Phantom Hourglass if you bought a DSi and Phantom Hourglass, you got like this phantom hourglass lithograph and i i have that because i bought mine like right then and there yeah. so but that ds light was such a huge upgrade in hardware and it looked better it played so much better it was brighter we had a mm-hmm. blast with that and then uh it's beautiful yeah it's it's a gorgeous console still is i think it's got that hinge that weird hinge issue but i still say the dsi is better but you know that's just that's i think just i had me. lost <laughs> i think i'd lost interest in the ds by that point 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, a lot of people had, I think, at that rate. And I think then, the light was the first time I was actually interested in getting one for myself. Like, the original one, and I seen it, you know, somebody playing it, and I was like, um, yeah, okay. But the light, the DS <laughs> light was yeah. sexy hardware. That was the one that mm. entered that mainstream, like, we've all got to have this. This thing is great. Mm. Uh, my last one is um, probably a benefit of, of being a manager at a game store. We had all the Wii titles before the Wii came out. And this is before we had consoles, mm. I believe. So it was probably a week before the consoles came in. But myself, uh, my brother, and my friend Cesar, who helped launch the podcast along with uh, young Michael here, um, we opened up every yeah, single... older than you. Do what? Young Michael that's older young than Michael. you. Young <laughs> Michael. Uh, we stayed up there one night, just locked the doors, and we had the Wii kiosk, and we had Nunchuck and Remote, and we played every cool. single launch Wii game like through the course of the night. Mm-hmm. We just popped in stuff just to try it out and see... Just a sample like this new. Be amazed. Yeah. And we were. <laughs> like everything was. People weren't burned out on the Say, waggle. Whoa. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that was. It'll never get any better than this. It was this. such an exciting time. And <laughs> No, I agree. I agree. I was working at Borders at the time. So, yeah. I, man, that we that we launch. I mean, I'm not going to get too much into it because we're kind of running out of time. But, mm. yeah, I bought Twilight Princess. Of course, Wii Sports came yep. with it. And I bought Marvel Ultimate Alliance. All three of those are bangers. Yeah. So <laughs> it had a it had a really ah, good launch such a lineup, good... and you had ra- the Raving yeah. Rabbids was like a sleeper hit in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Red Steel, so, I was super excited absolutely. for Red Steel, and it was ended up being. A I think everyone hit. was, and everyone was disappointed yeah. all the same. So you know what's what's kind of funny about that? Uh, I didn't have a Wii at launch. I didn't get a Wii till like much later. The 360 is what I had like closer to that time or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, so you know. Twilight Princess was was launched on you know came out on the Wii and the GameCube and I remember everybody buying up all the you know the Wii versions and I'm like the only guy walking over to the GameCube section and picking up Twilight Princess for GameCube and buying it or whatever like oh, I bought it on GameCube the superior too, version it didn't come out it, it came out later <laughs> yeah on it was GameCube, like a month if later you remember like uh, just just a little yeah. bit later but the yeah. Wii version that's actually the like best way to play sold in my out opinion. in so many places or whatever and I was like well fuck that let me just get this one I mean <laughs> I I played Breath of the Wild on I mean I played it on Switch mind you but i also played it on wii u as well so yuck <laughs> hey you know it's on no, there but i mean not the superior version but yeah, it was, it was good there. the fact that he could play it was is, is pretty impressive right so. yeah yeah uh let's see we about about need to wrap it up at this point yeah i'm good i think that's all i think that's all i'm gonna touch on uh console launches and midnight launches like uh dwight was saying is kind of a thing of the past with I know I've gotten my Series X, my PS5, my One X. Everything came in the mail. Like, I ordered those, you know? Mm. I picked them up, but they were, like, the day of. I think the last time. it was I think it was a PS4 was the last time I got a console. Well, no, it was a Switch. But, you know, outside of that. Yeah. Switch launch, I was, did. Switch, Switch launch was a lot of fun because uh, it was almost like the Wii launch where you had these new ways to play games. Like, one of my friends got 1-2 Switch, so we tried that out. And... <laughs> Oh, the yeah. only and regretted your life choices HD right after, Rumble. right? 100%. Oh yeah, <laughs> count the ice cubes. Yeah, right. I think they said. All right, so before we go, before we go, we have our video game recommendation and our anime recommendation for this week. Dwight, try to keep it minimal because we do need to wrap this up. What is your anime recommendation for this week? Um, my anime recommendation actually is Kotaro Lives Alone. That's my that's my anime recommendation. So what what is that without going into a whole spiel? What is this? Uh, it's gonna be hard not going into a whole spiel, but Katara yes, lives well, alone. You try your best. Is um 
It's on Netflix. It's an anime about like a little kid. He's about six years old that lives by that lives by himself in an apartment. Right? There's, Is his name Kataro? Yeah. So this apartment <laughs> complex, it has you know six different people that live there, um, and he's by himself. And everybody's just at first like, "Why the fuck is this little kid living by himself?" And he's like way more mature than beyond, you know, you know, beyond his years and everything. And as the show goes on, it kind of gets more backstory on his circumstances and everything. And the show, at first glance, is kind of like happy-go-lucky. The kind of character designs, everybody looks all like, you know, nice and sweet and everything like that. But then like when it gets more into backstories and how they got there, it delves a lot into the kind of stuff that a lot of Japanese media doesn't really delve into. Things about, you know, domestic abuse, um you know, uh, drug addiction and like, you know, different, different aspects. Hard hitting stuff. Yeah. Different aspects of like the underbelly, I guess, of like, um, Japanese society, you know, how people are, are, um, kind of like, you know, brushed under the rug or forgotten about, you know, um, statuses Mm -hmm. of orphanages and things like that. So it's a very, very interesting show. There's very few other shows that I've seen that delves into that. There's a couple that I know of, um, especially like about um, the homeless situation and everything like that. Um, So I thought I was like, okay, that's, I mean, it's a really interesting show. I like it a lot. Okay. And one last time, what's this called again? Uh, Kotaro Lives Alone. All right. And then. And for your game recommendation for this week, I'll keep this brief. Mm. I'm going to recommend, because everyone's overlooking it, this game. Mm. It is a Smurfs game. Smurfs as in the little blue people. Mm. It is called Smurfs Mission Vile Leaf. Mm. It is super cheap on everything. You can get on Xbox One, PS4, Switch. It is a 3D platformer mm. with some very like Luigi's Mansion-esque mechanics. Ooh. You have this like little backpack thing. Uh, mm. You don't suck up ghosts or anything like that. But you do have, uh, you know, you use it to make jumps and you have to uh, like cleanse these plants and stuff like that. It's a very fun 3D platformer. Very well made. Highly recommend it. If you could pick it up for less than $20. What's it called? I will Vi- absolutely Vi- say. Mission Vileaf? Smurfs. Mission Vileaf. What is Vileaf? It is uh, like the plants that have taken over. It's like a poisonous sort of plants that have taken over the Nine forest. Out of 10 oh, it's I, good. I think I saw this on like um, on like Gamefly in one of the corners. You probably saw the Gamefly, <laughs> yeah. That's actually where I picked it up on Gamefly. It was like $8 one of, during one of their Ooh. sales. And I was like, you know what? Let's give it a go. And I thought it was pretty damn good. So. Oh, it has a 9 out of 10 on, on Steam. So I'm telling you, man. It's a lot better than you would think. <laughs> but that's going to be it for us this week. Um, and that's going to be it for this episode. Outside of this podcast, you can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at GameRoomPod. And you can contact us directly at GameRoomPod at gmail.com. I'm Michael McLeod. You can catch me streaming on Twitch at Michael McLeod. Uh, I do post stuff on time to time, like when I'm going to stream on Twitter. My uh, actual Twitter handle is IRL. And Dwight, where can people find you? So you can find me uh, pretty much anywhere on DMoney8719, all the major consoles, uh, Twitch, not Twitch, yeah, Twitch. Um, I've used that, and you know Good what? D-Money. You know when I created that? I created that for Halo 2 when I set up Xbox Live. Here we go. <laughs> At that time. Callback. That's a callback, a- Michael. Yeah, that's there it that's is. the first uh, <laughs> Xbox Live game that I played, and I it was a pain in the ass to get that all working at that time. <laughs> but you know that's the story uh, for another time. <laughs> the shit we used to have to go to, yeah, <laughs> go through at the time. 
Now, Richard, where can people find you? Uh, I do my video game thing under the No Podcast banner, No Outside Food or Drink. You can catch us uh, recording live most Wednesday nights, probably be Sunday this week. Um, we talk video game news, what we've been playing, uh, updates on retro things, just whatever's going on in the industry. Stuff like that there. Do what? Got you. Stuff like Stuff that. Stuff like there. that there. Are you uh, verified on Twitch yet? I know you're. You were no, we're close. That, right? uh, please do follow us. We were close to Twitch affiliation. We're still like five or six yeah, away. Yeah, absolutely. That would be. Mm-hmm. Everybody, go follow No Podcast. Awesome on Twitch. Yes, you can. Please you can turn off the bell. You can do. We don't really subscribe to all that stuff, but you, the Twitch affiliation apparently puts you in front of more eyes and that sort of thing. So that would be a huge boost for us. Yeah. It's such a boost on for your personal confidence on Twitch when you have people actually watching, which yeah, is nice. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we average yeah. like five or six viewers for just our recording of the show, which, as Michael know, hijinks ensue for the show. So if you, oh, you want to join us for that at any time, and we keep the chat up, and we'll we'll you know kick stuff back and forth with the chat. So do join All us right. there. That is a no All podcast right. again. Unfortunately, I can't help because I already followed <laughs> like a year ago. Tell your friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm already I'm already followed. Tell your friends. <laughs> All right, and that's gonna be it for this week. We'll catch you guys next week. Goodbye. All right, then. Bye. bye.